When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Everybody, welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, uh, we titled uh, today's episode, uh, what did we title it? Free Training Camp Roster Predictions. Because, um, you know what? I looked around at other podcasts, I looked around at other Red Wings YouTube channels, and honestly, like, it's just a bunch of the, the same old rigmarole of you know what what do we get from the IIHF uh world juniors and who's off the roster and it's like can, who are we trading and those was Koso a mistake was Koso yeah. a mistake mike how could he be a mistake when he's holding up a championship <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> Casey McIntyre. Casey, what's going on? Uh, did you guys watch the word on Woodward with Vilejuso today? I uh, I didn't, but uh, YouTube wanted to let me know that happened. Uh, Matt, finally, finally closed on his house today. So Matt oh. was very busy today. Uh, I had to get through my day of work, pen paper, the kiddos, huh? feed the kiddos, and yeah, sat down for an hour and a half signing my name over and over. I forgot what it felt like to do a K at one point. I just started like realizing it was just like a squiggly line. And it I loses uh, all meaning. Yeah. So uh, Casey, let us know any any hot topics coming out of the the Huso conversation. Um, Chewy's, Chewy watched. He said, hey, guys. And then he let us know he watched. Um, Richard. He played one game. Oh, uh, that's right. Talking about Kosa on this one. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that's my next slide here. We can just kind of quickly run through this a little bit because we've. I think we we went pretty hard, and uh, um, that the only. I have one hot take for the IIHF World Junior, and I'll get oh to God, that. In if a it involves Sebastian Kosa, man, so help it's, me. It doesn't. <laughs> so Kosa ends up with that one game that we talked about two weeks ago. Um, yeah, Edmondson, not ideal. of course, had a had a hurt tummy. Um, Niederbach ends up having that three point game and winds up with four points through the whole tournament. Uh, Wilder, uh, you know what? I don't hate the three assists. Don't hate it. Uh, Vero with a pretty uh, nifty, or I shouldn't say nifty. I should say timely assist. Uh, and of course, helping Finland get uh, the silver there. And uh, Carter Mazer, no, no. Uh, what do you, what do we want to say? I was going to say jewelry, and I stopped. What what would we actually say? No shiny things being hung around his neck. Despite the five goals and two assists, uh, Red Savage, two goals and an assist. And um, you know what, Mike? Jan was there, too. How about that? <laughs> it's uh, what we call a participation award. Good old uh, that's what now. Jan got. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you look at these stats and you think, my God, we got to trade Edmondson while his value is still high. He cratered at the IIHF. It's all over for him. It's all over for Kosa. Iser plan is over. What are we doing? 
Um, no, we right. we're gonna operate in the realm of logic and order. Um, those games don't really mean anything. So yeah, he's it, still gonna make fun. the team. Yeah. Uh, this this is the fun part right here. Sabrango Kosa holding up a cute little trophy that looks like a Rocket Mortgage logo with a bowl in the middle of it. Um, it's really cute. Uh, and that's the fun part. Like Kosa was so happy. You didn't see Kosa on the ice posing with that trophy, going like going home. home. No, his whole team <laughs> with Canada won a championship. That's the fun part. Um, uh, that's where I want to keep at least everybody's mindset for this. Cause I did see like some of our rival podcasts, you know, you know, like some of those rival podcasts that get like a full night at little Caesars arena. And then we're supposed to compete with that somehow. Um, um I just yeah, they love were, those they jerseys too. They were complaining the about Edmondson and I'm just like, let's bump the brakes there. Ladies and gentlemen, it was, he had a tum, he had a hurt tum tum. And he literally I'm had willing... diarrhea the whole tournament. What, yeah. what, what do you want from him? I know. Let's let's again. Even even for Jan Bednash, I'm I'm gonna I'm fine. Like let's it's a goaltender, right? I mean we we talk about five years on those guys anyway. So there's nothing to get. I don't want anybody to get too excited. I don't want anybody to get too down. I just want you to celebrate this. And of course, again, anybody on the podcast, uh, we're just showing off uh, the pictures of Kosa and Sabrango holding up uh their cute little rocket mortgage trophy. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like we got through this tournament and we thought, well, uh, we were wrong on Edvinson, but looks like Red Savage is going to be on the first line. Uh, no, right. those are your two <laughs> wild leaps. Um, I th- still think Edvinson is uh, going to be a lot better than Red Savage. No offense to Red Savage, just that Edvinson's really good at hockey and he had diarrhea for a week. So I don't think that that's fair to knock him down a whole peg and dedicate, you know, entire podcast episodes to uh, Iserman missing on a pick, uh, let alone two picks if you throw in Kosa. Now, uh, we are going to move on to the next topic. I'm going to run through this Thank real God. quick uh, yeah. because, uh, I mean, we have – I got to point it out. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you notice the overlay is a little different because – Mike, we got a new sponsor for the show. That's right. Oh, <laughs> Raycon earbuds. Mike, they've got that everyday earbud look and feel that you want, and the sound's better than ever. Optimized gel ear tips. Uh, eight hours of playtime with 32-hour battery life. Uh, half the price of some of those other premium auto brands out there, Mike. We'd mention them, but that's not good marketing for Raycon. Nope. Um, <laughs> you, you don't see Burger King during a McDonald's ad. <laughs> it's uh go to buyraycon.com slash thpn you gotta put in that slash thpn in there to make sure you're helping out your boys here um i'm excited mike because we're gonna get some testers and all i ever hear are uh how amazing those raycons are so i'm really excited and uh we'll let you guys know once we get those uh but mike this was free Raycon's not paying us yet, but I'm just so excited that Raycon's aboard that I was like, nope, I'm going to shout it out from a mountaintop. Who day? Um, but yeah, thank you, Raycon, for coming aboard. Red Wings rant. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, this is an awkward transition, so moving on. Um, <laughs> Ketzel says congratulations on the news. Sp- I Honestly, Getzel, I, I guarantee, like, I, I don't do this often, but I, I couldn't be more excited for this. And I let's just not talk about the other <laughs> sponsor. Um, we'll tell them when to listen to the show. Don't worry. We send them a piece of paper so we can kind of have this conversation. But I could not be more excited for you guys uh, to have something that I'm excited about. So it's it's one of those things. Like, you want to be choosy when uh, your shows get these opportunities. And yeah. I and I'll say uh, one sponsor, you know, I, I think of the three is probably, you know, pretty popular, uh, but they didn't give us free stuff. So two sponsors ago, I was really excited to uh, escape my manhood. And now I'm really excited to uh, listen to myself <laughs> on Spotify with my new Raycons. So pretty excited. Now uh, we'll go back. I'm going to scroll back here to Craig McDonald. Um Oh, actually, before we get to Craig here, Jim thrown out there, art was being art. So I was just sold on not watching this. So thank you so much, Jim. Um, <laughs> Craig said uh, he he watched the Billy Huso thing. This wasn't planned. We weren't going to talk about this, but we got the question. Um, 
seems like he's excited to come. And I, I got to say, to to roll this into our, our conversation of uh, let's build a pre-training camp roster with some of the guys who aren't on the cap-friendly depth chart um, necessarily – I would say we don't need, we don't need to look at our goaltenders, right? We've got we've got Billy Uso who's excited to be here, and uh, Ned, our boy, who when he was playing great, this is so hard to talk about because it's like it's such a objective, like it's totally taking out the data and analytics when when analyzing Ned's play, but it is a hundred percent like you could see a completely different goaltender out there when he was, you know. When you're having a good game and your save percentage is 960 compared to like 650, clearly there's going to be something about your attitude that changes and you can see that easily. But what I'm talking about is how he attacks the puck when he's having good games. And I think that's going to come down to repetition and goaltending and getting those opportunities to extend his season where last year he played the most games of his career in one year. So that being said, nothing that has nothing to do with I still think Huso's our starter at the beginning of the year, but I think it's I, like last year we talked about what are the percentage percentages going to be for Grice and Ned this year. I really think it's going to be like 55, 45. If we're going to give the nod one way or the other to a starter, I think it's going to be 55% for the starter, 45% for our backup. And that I'll, I'll just say that's uh it's not really a hot take, but uh, Ned backup. Well, I mean, Grace was so bad. Um, it never, I don't think that Nadelkovich really got a physical or mental rest. Uh, we talked about it quite a few times, um, with Blash, uh, trying to give Nadelkovich, you know, a night off if he had a bad period. Hey, we're going to pull you. So you put in Grice. Grice gives him five goals and five shots. Okay. Well, we're going to pull you. Oh, the other option is Nadelkovich. Okay. So, you know, how we're going to give you a break tonight. We did give you a break. Uh, it was not as long as you wanted. It was the second period. You're back for the third. How do you feel? Um, so, I mean, that wasn't a one-off anomaly. Than that. It wasn't a one-off anomaly. Uh, there were multiple games where that happened. You're absolutely right that uh, it was shorter than that. Um, so I don't think that that's going to be the case with Huso. I think we, you know, will legitimately be able to, you know, kind of play the hot hand um, instead of playing the, you know, less tired hand, uh, which is what it seemed like Nadalkovich had, you know, in the second half of the season. So, um yeah, as far as giving that guy an extra gear and making him feel like when you have a night off, you actually have a night off um, to mentally recover, um, I think we're going to have that this season. So it, it looks like it's just going to benefit all parties. Well, uh, I, I want to jump into, I guess we could take a look at the forwards first. And what the way that we wanted to kind of play this game is we're going to list off, and of course we have to do this for the podcast listeners, we're going to list off what, uh, what Cap Friendly had listed for our depth chart, because we've gone over this a couple of times, but we're going to look at scratches, um, and we're going to look at our miners, who's who's got a contract, and then we're going to look at some guys who are on loan, and we'll kind of make some assessment looking at these. Are these guys going to get their opportunity? Because uh, some of the guys that are listed as on loan... Um, actually are in North America right now and we'll get a shot to either be in Detroit or Grand Rapids. Uh, so we're going to go through those lists and kind of pick and choose here, like who's going to get uh, an opportunity to jump on this list you see now. Uh, so for the YouTube viewers, uh, what you're seeing, and I'll, I'll, I'll see some of you guys are putting lists together. So uh, we'll go through those uh, in just a second. But I cap friendly here, Bert, Larkin, Raymond. Easy peasy first line, even if that were to change. I think this is one where those three guys, I mean, there's no question here. We're just talking about movement trade-wise for anything to to really, I don't know. How do I want to, what's the term here? I was going to say ruffle feathers, but it's just not, that doesn't make any sense. Um, for for any of these three guys, for this, for this to change, I think by uh, just the start of training camp something huge would have to happen uh line two this just works out for like where guys were the year prior and based on what else is in the field of talent um it's hard to it's hard to argue but we're talking line two verana andrew cop david Braun. boom it works i feel like uh with cap friendly putting that out there there's also a consensus where if you kind of follow this team and you kind of follow this league i feel like you'd kind of be pretty 
pretty on board with all so far one through six what you've done uh line three kubelik Suter, philip sedina again man that is the box of chocolates line if i ever saw one i don't know what i'm gonna get and then line four adam ernie michael rasmussen and oscar sunfist um that's where well, that one's also the box of chocolates, but it's more along the lines of the Jim Gaffigan bit where he took a bite of the chocolate. He's like, ah, I got the one filled with toothpaste. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, here we go. Like the, the top nine. And this is where this conversation can finally have some actual substance. Um, it works. I mean, this is something with all these guys, like you see the new contracts, it would make sense that all of these guys have this sort of position. And uh, even Zadina without a contract, you would assume he would fit somewhere in the top nine if he does eventually get one. Um, but I think there's room for some of these guys in the top nine to hit that fourth line. And I think there's some opportunities for some of the guys who are not on this list right now to crash that fourth line, kick off some of these guys and crack the middle six. And we're going to take a look at that. <laughs> like I said, actual substance, there was a little bit there. Was it like a groundbreaking hot take? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, keep rolling through here. Your top pairing, Ben Schrott, Mo Sider. Pairing number two, Olimata, Philip Ronick. I think this is lining up too with like when these signings happened, everything that we said and put together. Uh, third pairing though, uh, Osterley and Gustav Lindstrom. We were super high on Lindstrom uh, the first half of the season. He certainly tailed off, but it would be pretty easy, Mike, to go through this list of who's got a one-year contract, who's been on loan, um, and who how, how many of those guys could actually fit in that third pairing. Also taking the conversation to that point of who could knock off some of these names as well. I'm gonna... These are some uh, terrifying pairings. Um, I could almost make the case that I would replace five of them. <laughs> Even after the yeah. big offseason we had, I could still see a scenario where five of them are gone. I, I, I think that's one thing I want to get people ready for is um, like to, to put that number out there, the five, that, that is super accurate. I think we certainly improved, but we had a horrible defense last year, and it was going to be very, fairly easy to improve it. That isn't to say, like, I hate any of these guys right now. Like, there, there's not like a, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy. <laughs> we don't we don't actually have anything from Lalonde yet. But I can't believe Cap Friendly would put this guy in the second pairing. Like, there's there's none of those feelings yet. But I think, I think it's still pretty fair looking at this list. Like, we've seen Ben Sherratt ruin a defensive pairing. Um, <laughs> we saw that for most of the year with Montreal. So uh to like finishing with we're talking about another left side defenseman like finishing with Danny DeKaiser looking analytics and numbers so I know Sherratt brings the big body I know that would be the first argument to say well we're not going to judge those two guys the same but when you're talking about bringing more to the ice than you're giving up Sherratt's still in that same realm so I just want to point out there's a lot of room for growth here in five of these six defense no maybe not growth growth wrong word um change a lot of room for change how's that um i think it makes it easier for you to stomach um a prospect getting called up where you're you're not i guess if you had a guy who was um you know 26, 27, 28, who you're paying a lot of money, you'd be like, well, this guy's going to get a roster spot because of how much you're paying him and what his age is. So uh, based on, I'd say, at least three of these guys, um, it'd be an easy transition to be like, well, it didn't really work out. We're going to let you go. Um, the toughest one is Sherratt with his massive contract. Um, I really hope that that one pans out because that's a lot of years for a guy who's already 31. And, um, um... If anybody, I mean, you look just at like age on this roster right now. If there's going to be an injury, that's where I start to look first. So <laughs> it makes it easy to uh, call these guys up. I I, yeah. I think, yeah. All right, now, Mike, do you want to put a guess out there who gave us the first uh, list uh, roster wise on YouTube? Um, if it wasn't Tristan, uh, then give me uh, give me Chewy. 
It was really- hey! <laughs> Very nice, Tristan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, Tristan has some pretty... Uh, he, he targeted that fourth line, just like we were talking, and I like it. And I want to use Tristan's uh, proposal here to roll us into our next slide. Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, Verona, Cop, Zadina brings Perron down to the third line. Kubalik, Valeno, Perron, and Rasmus. I didn't know uh, Tristan moonlighted as a hockey agent for uh, Zadina. Look at that, huh? <laughs> Look, Good I, for you, man. I, I don't think it's that far out of the realm to see Zadina on that second line, especially when we all have the narrative tied with Verona that Zadina does play a better game when he's on the ice with Verona. I don't hate it. I think there's a lot of conversation here to to wrap Perron around less ice time, more power play. Like I'm sorry, less five on five time, more power play time. Like make sure that guy is on the ice when I think percentage wise he's gonna have the best chance to put a puck in the back of the net. Uh give him some rest. Make sure they, you know, like like take advantage of it. We were just talking about age on Sherratt. Um, I gotta back up a slide here so I can give you uh Perron who's at 34 right now. So again, trying to keep guys, um, we're, we're not trying to tire them out and we want to keep them healthy. It's another name to eye while we're going through these lists. Another thing I really like about Tristan's here, Suter on the fourth line. I think we've seen flashes of Suter being really productive and helpful uh, as a, I'm, I'm going to say two-way center, but sometimes we know when you call someone a two-way center, what's attached with that is that they're just not very good. <laughs> but, yeah, they're not, they don't have, they're not really the good at right. anything. They're, Average at most things. Um, <laughs> the offensive side, Suter has been able to make some plays. And if you can round these four lines out, like, man, if you can get the Valeno that we see every time we drop him down to Grand Rapids, motherfucking goddamn Every time we see him in Grand Rapids for one night, he winds up with six goals and five assists. If you could see that and get 10% of that, and you put that on the third line, and you have Kubalik and Perron on either side of Valeno. There's a lot of opportunity there. But I still think with this fourth line, and of course Tristan's getting Ernie out of there, which is easy call there. Uh, not to say that, Tristan, you're not trying when I call it an easy call. I think it's just, I think we're all on board with that, right? We, we <laughs> want to see that relationship end. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with a Rasmus and Sundqvist fourth line. Um, so I, I like this. This is definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, I do want to scroll down here. Chewy gives uh, a nice lines, Tristan, uh, grade here. I'm trying to find... Oh, of course, uh, I got a call out. Eric's aboard. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Charlie, uh, as I'm scrolling down to find some more lines here to see if anybody else posted once. Adina gets 20 goals. Rass breaks out for 45 points. I, I don't hate it. I would not be against that. <laughs> Ketzel, our power play is going to be exciting for all two minutes for once. I I think I think for the first time too, we're actually going to have some trouble putting this together. Um, and of course, get Ernie the fuck out of there. I like it. <laughs> Casey McIntyre has Verona, Larkin, Raymond, Casey. Oh, like Bertuzzi, Cap, Perron. I like I, that. Casey, I'm a big fan of what you got so far. Uh, uh, Mike threw out the second line. Third line, Fabry, Suter, Kubelik. Now, I was keeping Fabry off um, only because I'm not sure what his... He's, he's listed on the IR, and I'm not sure what that looks like right now. But not a bad name to call out there regardless. And then Zadina, Valeno, Sundqvist on the fourth line. Talk about the conversation we just had with the fourth line being able to be productive. With Tristan's lineup, Casey's got another good one here that could. Whew. We've seen Zadina in the past. Like we completely changed our our view on Zadina. It was two seasons ago. We were like, you know what? We've got a lockdown winger here on the defensive side. We've got a guy that really knows how to shut somebody down. Put him on the fourth line. Valeno also. Has that ability, and I, I think we know that we'd prefer Sunfist to be. We're not counting on on him for any goals, uh, so we're all. We're all on board no. with that. Yeah, I feel like the easy pickings are probably Sunfist, Jeez, oh Pete, and uh, Ernie uh, pulling those guys out. Um, and yeah, I, Fabry is as much of a nightmare as it felt like he was on the first and second line, right? And it's just because you know maybe that's not his his ideal role um, in the NHL. But uh, could I 
get some goals and some effort on defense out of him on the third and fourth line with guys that are kind of at his his level. Um, you know, I always like that analogy when you're playing tennis. Yeah, I'd get smoked by somebody like, you know, Serena Williams, obviously. But if I played somebody against my level, hey, you know, I'm not so bad. I could get it over the net, you know, a little bit. <laughs> One of my serves, you know, didn't immediately, uh, you know, I, I made it to the other side. So, um, yeah, I think Fabry played against uh, his his peers um, skill-wise on the other team, on the opponent. Um you know, could I think could really uh, benefit that guy. Uh, the the tough one for me is God. I I got to think. You know, the Red Wings war room. They just cross their fingers. Please let this be the year Zadina figures out. I think it's just still pie in the sky dreams until he actually starts putting them in the net. I I hope we just haven't seen it yet. Now uh, we bring this up every now and then. Uh, oh, I do want to call out Dan B. Fabry will be good for ten games until his knee gives out, and then uh, Ketzel throws out there. All right, let's get our ten games, sixteen points out of Fabry, and then trade him before he breaks again. So it's pretty but harsh. My but, uh... my theory with that is is always like as soon as you um, you know like start winning, guys get healthier, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised if somehow that happened for Fabry. Th- I'm not. Uh, Interested, of course, saying, nah, Fabry sucks defensively. He won't fit in anywhere when he comes back from injury, unfortunately. I'd trade him. Um, that's a I mean, tough that's trade talking... because most of his value is here. That's been a talking point for Fabry since we picked him up. Like he, that's, We talk about two-way forwards so far today. I mean, if there's a one-way forward on this roster and the analytics show it and his production shows it, and <laughs> when he's on the ice, he's like, this is this is something where for Fabry, it's like the goals for, the goals against, the expected goals for, the expected I know, goals against. I know. A pretty straight line. <laughs> I want to see what he does on the third or the fourth line, which is probably his speed. And I mean, he's doing yeah. something right to seduce Iserman and his historically stingy uh, management of the cap sheet into giving him a multi-year deal. Yeah, and I think if you're managing him, like, uh, that that's another thing. Uh, you put a guy on the third and fourth line, you, you, as a coach that's putting lines out there, it's not the same decision of, like, I need to put my first line, and I'm just going to say Mo Sider, out there so that I can get a goal. It's being more strategic with when those guys are on the ice. And I, I'm talking about the bottom six. If you want to say with this lineup, definitely more last year, but if, you know, last year we were talking about the bottom nine, but the bottom six and you have him in that realm, you're managing him a little bit better. You can figure out what's going to go on defensively and have him out there or figure out what's going to happen defensively with the rest of your forwards, get them out there in position to, uh, you know, beyond beyond the right side of the ice. Yeah, I, I'll I, just put it that way. I'm just I'm an advocate for Fabry because I, I I feel like I get what Eiserman's trying to do with them. Like if it's you know a, a Tuesday game in you know middle of February, I feel like I'm gonna get something out of Fabry as long as he's not injured. Um, and especially now that he's you know further down the pecking order, I think it's now that he's playing against his peers a little bit, I think it'll be easier for him to stand out. So I. I I wouldn't give up on him too quickly, especially because his trade value is going to be in the toilet with all the injuries. I, I think it's going to be up to him, kind of like Zadina, to rehab his image and value. All right. I'm looking at Cap Friendly now. We still don't have an update on Fabry from Cap Friendly because they've still got listed his out for season from last year. Um, oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, I do have that slide up. Pissick also hasn't been updated and jake wellman is is an unknown so uh that's the slide we have up right now for podcast listeners uh basically calling out you know we have added valeno who's listed as a healthy scratch on cap friendly austin charnick uh and robert hag another left side defenseman for anybody who's not familiar big boy six foot two 204 pounds uh, and only 27 so right in that realm where if we're gonna get a good year out of robert hag you're you're in it this is the best year right now. I was uh, uh, just a little bit disappointed in our in our in our our listeners' uh, line projections that there weren't any uh, Pontus uh, lineups out there. Um, I thought we'd get one with Bergeron, but uh, I don't know if people are just being more pragmatic. But uh, I think that's a good time as any uh, to transition to our next couple of slides here. 
So okay. listed on the minors, not technically on the team according to to cap friendly. I think this is like when you turn in your end of the end of the year stuff. This is where guys are sitting. Um, Giovanni Smith, Matt Luff, Taro Hirose, who got a new contract, Kyle Crisillo, Chase Pearson, Jonathan Bergeron, and Pontus Andreasen. Going to round out your forwards there. Uh, Steven Camford, Jared Isaac, Seth Barton, Wyatt Newpower on defense. And I don't, unless there's an injury, I don't think we need to worry about this. But UC, Olukunyora, and Victor Bradstrom are your attendees. Uh, so who, Mike, there's some big names missing from this list. So again, these are, this isn't necessarily guys who have their ELC signed because we know there's a few more guys that, uh, are technically loaned out, uh, at this point until the new season starts. Um, and then we'll, we'll get some better chances here, but, uh, Mike, from this list, you just called out Bergeron Pontus. Yeah, I, don't um, I think I think if you're doing ideal lineups, uh, you want them to really, you know, knock your socks off, um, you know, Traverse City and camp preseason. And then you're just like, well, Ernie, I I appreciate the effort, but uh, we're bringing the kids in. So I think that's best case scenario. But I, I know that usually this team outside of Cider and Lucas Raven, of course, um, we kind of like to take the slow burn. So I, I would be surprised if it was another year in the minors for those guys. All right, uh, guys, forgive me. We're going to take another quick break uh, because uh, we got we got some money to make. College football is back, and it's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly. Win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team will score first, and more. Of course, I'm all about Michigan State, so I'll be keeping an eye uh, over in East Lansing. I can't help myself, but I know I will be safe and secure and reliable going with DraftKings while I keep an eye on Michigan State. and. Uh, you know, dabble here and there. Best of all, uh, I can deposit, withdraw my cash whenever I want because I'm working with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. 467-369-1 for new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued at $825 free bets. DraftKings.com. I saw some you, uh, Go Blue, Go Green in there. Um, did you guys tell I was reading that at the end on the disclaimer? Um, every word, yes. H-O-P. <laughs> you nailed it, bud. Thanks. Um, yeah, let's go back to this list. All right. So, Mike, you call out Bergeron, you call out Andreasen, and you could say, yeah, of course, make the team over Adam Ernie. Do you really want Bergeron, who absolutely destroyed in the AHL last season, burning a season away on the fourth line? I The, the reason that that stuff kind of freaks me out a little bit when you see guys lingering um, in the minors for a while it's like we knew that Raymond and, and Mo, we like we had a pretty good idea. These guys, I think they got it. They get it, right? These guys know how to be NHLers. So it's uh, like it 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 worries me that they see something and be like, oh, this is gonna be like uh you know, not single A, not double A, not triple A, but a four A player and maybe not an NHL player. That's what makes me a little bit nervous, is that they've seen something to maybe they're waiting for one extra spark for him to really set himself apart. And prove he's an NHL player, not just a very, very, very good minor league player. All right. Uh, I'm going to say this. 
And I'm going to pull Please up make Jim, make me feel better. I'm going to pull up Jim Johnson in a second here. And I wanted to pull up our our forward the legendary uh WWE music composer. Yes, he's 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 here. Let's Welcome see. back Jim Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Berger makes it to the third line. Um if these lines stayed the way they were, I think there's a very easy spot. <laughs> just just Berger in. Considering one of these guys uh, is not like the other, and uh, he doesn't have his name signed at the bottom of a contract right now. Um, you're looking for space. You're looking for a spot to fit one of those guys. There's a pretty easy one in my book um, right now, and it could be something too. Like somebody uh, said earlier in the chat, I wonder if I could find it real quick, but it was... Um, I'm sorry. There's so many comments here tonight. If you guys are having fun, just hit that like button for me real quick. Cause that that's, that, this is a good thing that it's so hard to find somebody's comment from earlier, but he was talking about uh, Zadina being on a short prove it deal. Um, which is, you know, true. I think that's, I think that's best for, uh, for Zadina too. Cause if they go long-term right now, he's, he's signing like a four year deal for like, you know, you're 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 talking bottom of the basement uh, kind of numbers right now. You're talking there. There was a cool shirt I saw earlier today. Uh, somebody uh, wore to practice. Um, I'm not sure if it was for the World Juniors because I didn't recognize the guy's face, but it it just said league minimum on it. Was his t-shirt in practice? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want that t-shirt so bad. Anyways, um, yeah, Zadina wouldn't be doing himself any favors if he signed a long-term deal. So I, it's it's a mutual, um, right? Like that's that's a mutual, mutually beneficial for both sides. Zadina wants short-term because he thinks he can do better this year. Red Wings don't want to go long-term on a guy when they have the likes where we're excited. I don't know how excited they are, but they have the likes of Pontus, and we want to stuff in Bergeron at some point because even though we're talking right now. Third line seems pretty sure. Man, wouldn't it be crazy to see Berggren just go in, kill it, and take a spot from David Perron on this cap-friendly second line and just really jump in there and see what a guy who is super successful in Grand Rapids. Like, we're not talking about a game here, a game there. The guy ends up with a half a point per game, and we're like, well, it's the AHL. It's his first time in North America. No, Berggren's killing it. He's breaking Grand Rapids records. Okay, he's absolutely destroying, and he did it consistently for a full season. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I think he didn't. He, he started out slow. Yes. Or no, he had that. Uh, he had that injury from training camp last year that would have, of course, made it a little bit harder uh, to get rolling. But once he did get a little bit more consistent, then it was it was easy peasy. Um, mm-hmm. Tristan is TC for training camp or Traverse City, Jared. Answer yes. I think uh right, that's their clever branding. They get to yeah. just throw in there Traverse City training camp. Um <laughs> oh actually Adam threw out their wait the like button. Um actually could you guys uh give a thumbs up? I think right, that's how YouTube works. <laughs> we're old. We were thinking of Facebook. You called us out, Adam. You guys hit that heart on your t- on the tweet that you're looking at. No, if you guys could put us in your top here. eight along with Tom, we would really appreciate it. I don't know. <laughs> um, if you guys could call in ninety seven one the ticket ticket time. Oh geez, <clears throat> sorry, that was <laughs> really rolling the clock back. Okay, so I mean on that list, I think uh, uh, we could come back, kind of just cross off those two names. Um, in regards to trying to find a spot on there, do we want to officially say one of them's making it? Because I'm okay saying a Bergeron's going to make it this year. Um, I just wonder, like, you know, you and I and the, the people listening to the show, uh, we're, we're fine saying goodbye to Adam Ernie. But that would be Steve eating $2.1 million, just for the record. <laughs> um. Not that, you know, we can't afford it, but, you know, it's a lot easier when we're not the ones signing the paychecks. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if that means, uh, and I, again, another contender that we looked at was Oscar Sundqvist, um, making even more money. So you'd be eating 2.75 mil 
Um, and I don't, years, I, I don't think that the trade value for either of those guys is very high. Um, so, I mean, you, you, you'd be placing them on waivers. I still think it's fine. You spread it out over a couple of years and um, we'll be done with it soon. Like once you start spreading that thing out, um, it doesn't hurt as bad. And then um, I don't know. We have, we have the money to spend. So I'm okay with it. And the cap should go up. So I, I, if you have no need for a bag of shit, you just flush it right down the toilet. But I mean, if you think they can help fertilize, and help your young kids grow um you know keep that bag around but uh ultimately if uh, you think that you know you, well, if you talk well about a, putting your compost together if you talk uh, about a bag that i want to keep around it's that six foot six bag uh elmer Soldebloom. um please let <laughs> that guy make it i can cap friendly get their shit together six foot eight elmer Soderblom, please Jesus, tap dance. And Edmondson's six foot six now, I think, uh, was how he How did Soderblom, he's become like Ben Wallace, where depending on if he's got the fro or not, he loses like three to four inches in height. Um, well, I, I feel like the forwards, it's um, we know who we want in there. Um, the, the defenseman, I think it gets a little bit more interesting because it, it, it almost feels like a guarantee that some of these guys who are not listed on the cap friendly depth chart are going to be starting like game one i don't know if that you really want to jump right into edmondson uh but i would be stunned and a little heartbroken if he didn't make it yeah i, I, I would I think, be a little uh, terrified boo boo tummy is going to be well beyond him at that point no more diarrhea in the system let's get the trainers and the team chef feeding edmondson some good old detroit conies and uh let's get his tummy right you know let's get it in the right space Tummy, tummy, tummy I, head space. So and, uh, like some names, Matt, besides Edmondson, you're looking at Seth Barton. Sobrango, come on. Emil Vero, Albert Johansson, um, Tristan's boy, Wyatt Newpower, uh, Robert Hogg, and then Jared McKissick. Um, I, if at least two of those guys don't make the team opening night, I'm, I'm stunned. Jared, Is Sobrango that big of a reach? Someone get Edmondson some burners. Jared. Get him a Detroit classic. Detroit. I like it, Jared. <laughs> Detroit comment of the night. I love it. Um, I want him to not just get a can of burners for his upset Tommy. Get him a sponsorship. No? Okay. I was going to have like him endorse it. burners. Sorry. I was right. distracted. There's some good comments in here. Uh, now, can we? Can Edmondson be the first guy that gets an ad on his jersey? Edmondson sponsored by Verners. I'd be okay. He's gonna with be that. like uh, Brock Lesnar with yeah, the Jimmy with, Johns. With Jimmy Johns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I just want. I want it to happen for two reasons. One, it'd be adorable. Um, I really I, want I, like uh, Fabry to get an endorsement deal with uh, like Heinz. So he's got like yellow mustard on his jersey or something. But I mean, I don't know. I thought I took just that mustard in a horrible place because he's always getting hurt i thought we were gonna like cover no. him and like catch up and say no i don't know no, it's that's that's a little grizzly for our show <laughs> um where were we at all right uh jared throwing out there the verners thing oh god there was a question i saw in here um oh i guess yeah I d- we can come to this one as i was trying to pick through a couple of different questions here this one anyone surprised that dina not signed yet no i think it comes back to um i'm gonna say yes because we do have that mutually beneficial conversation that uh, you think the red wings and sedina are having of like i want a short-term deal uh and then when sedina sees uh, the numbers <laughs> out there he's like yeah short short's good let's do short because uh i'd like that to go up Mm, I'm not surprised. Year. I'm not surprised because they're extremely complicated negotiations. I feel like it's, you know, them really, really trying to uh, um, sell you on those super duper deep cut analytics. Listen, I know the puck's not going in, but I expected them to go in. They just didn't, you know? Um, and I, I feel like both sides kind of want to protect themselves. Obviously, Zadina wants a little uh, insurance that he's going to be around for a couple of years. And the Red Wings kind of want him to prove it. So it's, this is, if you had to tell me there's one player who's going to take a while to negotiate, uh, probably be him. I don't know. 
I, I'll give you that. I, I, I don't know. We're, I don't want to go back and forth on it. I, I still feel I'm, I'm a little surprised because I thought they'd be a little bit closer. Uh, Tristan, going back to our couple, our last two lists here, throws out there: Alexis Soderblom, Berggren, Johansson, Edmondson, Vero. Uh, even if they're uh, not pre-training camp roster in our eyes uh, right now, you're going to see them. At Tristan, give me those. Give me those sweet nothings. More lists with Soderblom playing at the NHL level. That's what I want. Mike, Elmer being loaned out, staying in Little Caesars Arena. You know, Dan, I, I don't dislike the idea, but that, that Piston squad is getting pretty stacked. I don't know if they have room for Solder Blum anymore. <laughs> he still might be the shortest guy on the team at six foot eight. He could that's, be. That's a big team. <laughs> or wait, no, is Cade six seven? Uh, our, the Piston's starting point guard is six foot six, where point guards used to come in at six foot. <laughs> So uh, yeah, good old Lindsey Hunter days, right? Yeah, I mean Chris Paul. I mean the point guard himself is only six foot. So <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, I, I just I get that we're, we'll probably see a lot of those guys, um, you know, doing cameos. I, I just <sighs> if Edmondson doesn't make the team, I, I think you're a little scared of this defense going into the season. I think that you feel pretty good about the first couple offensive lines for the Red Wings. One, two, and maybe three, depending on the matchup. But defensively, it, it still kind of feels like uh, cider in the pips. Um, I, I don't feel a lot of confidence. Ken, all right. I, you're kind of, I'm kind of going to ask you the same question, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead it in a different direction. But we've made we've been pretty hard on the... I, I go ahead and lead the witness here, juniors. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like we said, don't get too excited about results from that. Don't get upset with Edmondson or any of that fun stuff. If he doesn't make the team, is that more? I mean, it's more concerning, I think, because that means we're going through a training camp. We're hoping he doesn't have boo boo tummy. Um, how are, are you? Are you going to be concerned? At that point, if we don't I'm not, see... If he doesn't make the team, let me make it clear. Uh, it's not that I'm concerned about him. He's a very young guy, and, you know, we. it was a really unique experience to have Cider and Lucas make it as quickly as they did. So my concern is not about Edmondson, necessarily. It's more about this team. If it means we have to sit through a whole season, you know, waiting for him and Bergeron and Pontus, um, you know, Albertson, all those guys that – tells me that this is probably oh. going to be another year where we're on the cusp of making the playoffs instead of making the playoffs. So it just kind of bumps me up more for like team performance rather than those guys, personal performances. Yeah. And I, I, I'd agree. I think maybe, maybe I'm even asking like, like the wrong question. Also, uh, admire me for uh, turning Albert uh, Johansson yeah. into one name when I said yeah, Albert. I, 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 I was going to call I saw you let that go. I saw your eye kind of kind of flutter a little bit, but <laughs> I, I also... I just, your speed it brings so me long. just a little you joy to butcher get... name after name after name and just make <laughs> you cringe over there. But go ahead. Well, that's uh, to that point, uh, Ketzel thrown out there. He thinks there's going to be some injection. It's either Edmondson or Johansson. Um, yeah, I think that's right where I'm at. I think where I wanted to wrap up this conversation was just kind of underline these guys again, going through this list of who – I mean, it, sh it should be for the defense a lot easier to pen in, especially with – I think they made – didn't they make the claim, too, that they're going to go with eight defensemen to start the season? Um which isn't like a huge comment. I mean, that happens all the time, but if we're talking eight defensemen, I think there's certainly room uh, with where everything stands right now and some of the injuries for Albert. And I just, I, for me, I think for sure Simon's making the team. I don't know if he plays 82 games and I'm not talking about injuries. I think it's fine if they give him a, a, a stint here and then send him back down to the AHL. I think that's fine, but I think he will start the season. And I, I, you know what? And I'll the the title of this episode pre training camp. I think I know enough about Simon Edmondson, and we've seen enough in the SHL. Even though we weren't thrilled with the juniors, I'm not letting that like that wasn't bad enough for me to say 
that he shouldn't be on this team over Jordan Osterley. So I, can I just, I'll just sum it up that way? Like some of this stuff we talk about um, Bergeron, uh, that's kind of like, wow, it'd be really great. But also if he doesn't make the team, I'm not super bummed. Um, well, let's let's also oh, think Edmonton, about. I, I just think it's a, it's a I can pen it. I want to pen it in. That's that's my that's my hot take for the episode. Edmondson penned in on that uh, original list. Maybe I can back up here and again just kind of should be better than Osterley. Could definitely get into the second pairing. I, I just well, I think this we story... upgraded, but I mean we're talking only Mata and Ben Chirot. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, like the scary thing for me is that, you know, when we look at that Red Wings depth chart and, you know, if you want to muck around and, you know, maybe throws Adita in the top six and move Perron down, you know, I, I can get on board with that, right? Depending on performance. I don't I don't see a scenario where our young guys are really in that top six. But the scary thing for our defense is, my God, I could. it's not that unbelievable for me to see Edmondson and Mo, that's the top pairing. Um, you know, a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old. Um, because it it's still I, I don't really have tons of confidence in, you know, the offseason that we had defensively. Um, I don't know if some people are in love with Sherratt or or Oli. Um I, I don't know how you feel about, you know, even Osterley and Lindstrom. They're you know, I, they're fine. I, I don't think that they're playoff defensemen. You you said um, it right earlier. We're talking four, maybe five question marks still with this defense. And if you want to talk question mark of a guy making a team, or if you want to talk a question mark of his placement on this these three pairings we're looking at, still five question marks. Yeah. So Water. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Water uh, to sponsor a show. Oh, we yeah. need like Liquid Death. I hear that on Actually, I guess I I guess I do kind of like canned water. Um, I've been drinking that one out of the paper box too. Um, but yeah, I I got to think that's a consensus that our our young forwards, you know, they'd be peppered in on the third or fourth can, line. But defensively, you could almost be a first pairing. Can we can we just call out too? The consensus should be our comment that's up right now from Sam that it's going to be a fun preseason from start to finish. I mean, absolutely right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we we get to have these conversations where um shoot we took this roster and talked about playoffs a couple weeks ago and now we're sitting yep. here going like well yeah there's ways to upgrade this right now with the team you have with the guys you have in excuse me in the minors and who have signed elcs i uh, a lot of cake. i haven't been this excited to uh ooh, good choice okay um not just watch regular season hockey uh, you know, to see, you know, Christmas morning, all the new toys, what they look like playing together, but also to make that trip to Grand Rapids. Um, Cause I know that my, my boy soldier bloom is going to need a little time to, uh, you know, to grow and develop. I am very excited to go out there and do that. All right. This is kind of funny. I'm trying to find a conversation here um, where this, this started. Cause I keep seeing like, good point. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, <laughs> I'm trying to find the original. Oh, Adam Thomas. Here it is. Uh, Albert makes the team and Edvinson starts in Grand Rapids. Oh, man. Uh, Adam adds, I've been on the uh, <clears throat> Johansson bandwagon for years. <laughs> Not the Albertson, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was dominant in the SHL for two years. He's smaller. Uh, the skating is just beautiful. That's how I imagine Adam was reading that in his head. Um, can we talk, it's... too, about our own scouts have been all about Johansson, have been reminding us about him, like, every year. If it's not Hacken, then we're talking, and I might be saying Hacken's name wrong, but then we're talking Cronwall, super excited to go see him. One of the names that Lidstrom threw out when he became a part of the team again. Um, there's a reason that those names get tossed out. It's not just to, like ensure that the excitement's still burning these guys are remembering their names you know how many prospects we have out there and these guys have to go see new people that aren't even on the team but they remember the names and they remember when they're talking about this team and our load of prospects who to call out and the lists aren't long when they call them out but included in those lists all the time 
is Albert. I think there's a lot that goes into that. For me, every now and then, getting to pick through YouTube and find highlights, you know, we've tried to find the more in-depth highlights. We're not just seeing somebody's goals. Um, But everything I see from Albert is true with what Adam said. It's all about the skating. He's amazing at setting up. Even going down low and getting a little more aggressive as a defenseman is wonderful to see and very different from, I think, what we usually get from our loaded defensemen. And um, I, I got to say, I like that hot take. I think it would be super cool, and I would not be bummed with that <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, that would that would still be super fun. Um, maybe it's one of those where you get your nine games out of Edmondson, because he's still, he's still going to be a teenager when the season starts, I think. I think that, that's the big thing I missed last year when I was talking about uh, your let nine me, uh, But um, Let yeah, me ask you be, a question. Could be um, Al, and then uh, maybe Edmondson gets a shot. Go ahead. To your knowledge, has Al Burt Johansson? Turns out it's two names, not one. Um, has he exclusively played left side? And the only reason I, I ask is if shot. the quickest way for him to make this team, it feels like, is to do either side. Because it feels like, for the Red Wings, the first move they would make um, is probably sending – Gustav down if if that's even possible and Jordan Jordan Osterley because he you know pretends to be a switch hitter uh, putting him on the right side and then Albert on the left as a third pairing well we talked about it last year when we were trying to figure out how to get rid of Danny DeKaiser right and how many guys play the wrong side in the league and I think we found like six last season even with like in, in the one team, one one of the guys was like playing because of a bunch of injuries. So it's it's not very often you're gonna see those guys play the wrong side. So and especially with a kid coming over, going from I you know, arguably a different hockey game when you're going from Europe over to North America. So my first inclination isn't to move him to the wrong side but i know what you mean and we're stacked on the left side but i also think there's still question marks on the left side so i think it i think we're okay i think we're okay trying to find room for him on the left side still what was the uh what was the covid shortened season do you remember how many games they played um like 57 64 was that 2020-2021? The only reason I ask is I was just trying to get a feel for uh, Mata. 2019-2020. You, you remember how COVID worked. 19, <laughs> it started in March. <laughs> no, I just ask because if you're saying it was like 50 games. So Mata in 2017-18 played all 82 games. And then after that, he played 60, 65, 41 and then 66 the past season with the Kings. Um, so you're penning him in on the injured reserve list. My man. So he <laughs> feels like a candidate to uh, open up some uh, left side defensemen. Oh, Tristan throwing out there. Oh, actually, first before that, Adam did say I gave a perfect impression of how he was thinking about our boy, Mike Albert Johansson. Uh, Tristan did say Hawken. And I think I said Hacken. <laughs> Anderson. Um, oh, look at this. Eric uh, doubling down. Correct, Tristan. I like what that. you guys don't know is Matt is from the Bronx. That's the hacking pronunciation. Ah, okay. He's hacking. Yeah. Get a coffee. Anyway. I figured it was just, you know, yeah. American accent coming in there. Okay. Uh, guys, I think I'm ready to wrap up. Uh, I appreciate anybody that's new coming along. Uh, hit us up with the old uh, thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, if you guys are listening to the podcast, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Those Apple Podcasts uh, reviews mean the world. We haven't gotten one in such a long time. If you have a minute, even if you guys are watching on YouTube right now, uh, would mean the world to us. And a uh, special shout-out right now uh, to our sponsors, of course, DraftKings and... Got to welcome aboard Raycon, guys. Everyone that's here right now has helped that happen for us to uh, put another sponsor on this board. So thank you all for coming here. Um, it's 
it's awesome. The show's going to keep growing, and uh, we're going to keep putting out our shitty takes for you guys. Um, but we'll, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, as far as I know, the plan, once we can get our, once we get training camp rolling, uh, we want to find uh, some time to do this twice a week again. So um, keep an eye out. We'll just update you guys with the schedule and we'll try to put out, uh, put out a schedule a little bit better for all the live viewers here. Like, uh, like we did today. You had two days to figure out your 830 start time. So I appreciate all you guys tuning in. It means the world. All right. We'll see you guys. Love y'all. Have a good one. Peace.